I'd like to thank KTMS 990 and Montecito Bank and Trust for making Scam Squad possible. I'm Patty Teal. And I'm Deputy District Attorney Vicki Johnson. Scam Squad is up next. Sound off. One, two. Sound off. Three, four. One, two, three, four. Scam Squad. Welcome to Scam Squad. I'm your host, Patty Teal, here as always with Deputy District Attorney Vicki Johnson. And as I always say, when we have this particular guest who returns, she is our favorite criminologist. Vicki, would you introduce her? <laughs> Absolutely. We're happy to have back with us today, Judy Chrisman Yates. And she is a criminologist and she has a wonderful newsletter that she puts out once a month, a financial information newsletter, always just chock full of valuable information. And in her last newsletter, she addressed a very difficult topic, at least it's difficult to me. So Judy, welcome back to Scam Squad. And on past shows, we have talked about artificial intelligence a little bit. Now there's something new that has come to the world's attention called Chat GPT. Chat GPT. So could you explain what that is in simple terms so that we can understand it? Well, first, it's great to see you again, Vicki and Patty. Thank you for having me back on Scam Squad. Today, as we're going to attempt simplicity in describing this technical computer terms, I will do my best. But first, we want to talk about chatbots. So chatbots are in our daily lives. We use them all the time, whether you know it or not. So for example, if you're on your computer or on your telephone, and there's a little box on the computer that you get to ask questions if you need help, or on the telephone, if the voice says, you may speak answers, that would be a chatbot. And what that is exactly is that it's software, but it's predefined software. So the software has the questions and it has the answers. And the reason I find it so very frustrating many times is if you don't ask the right question, then obviously you're not going to get the right answer. So then along comes chat GPT, that stands for Generative Pre-Trained Transformer. And chat GPT is a language model, and it's more complex, and it's more sophisticated than a chatbot. And the reason it is, is because they're using artificial intelligence. They are setting it up so that human beings can ask questions from of this database and get answers that they can even change later. So it's pre-trained, and it has more than 300 billion words that were systematically scraped from the internet, from books, articles, websites, and posts, and was included in this database. And it's a, it's a language model. So it works on probability. The way it works is whatever you ask it, it tries to predict the next word. It starts with an answer and it predicts the next word. So remember that this information in the language model is not current. For example, Recently, we had a political person use Twitter and announce that they were running for president. You could not ask that question of ChatGBT because the information in there is not current. You need to find out when they last updated all the information. There is a lot of questions surrounding how legal this system is, you know, who belongs to all that information that was scraped from internet. They're worried about plagiarism. They're worried about how many jobs is this going to replace. But we're not going to talk about any of those things today. We're going to stick simply to 
what chat GPT, and there are others just like it. That's the most popular one. It was released in November of uh, last year, 2022. It was created by a company, OpenAI. It is said to be changing the world more than access to the internet changed the world. Wow. So, so Judy, what are some things that we can do with ChatGBT? Okay. So you go to OpenAI and you would click on uh, the ChatGPT link. And you have to be very, very careful because a lot of scammers are doing lookalikes for that website. So you need to get to the right place. But you can ask some questions or ask it to assist you with tasks like composing emails, writing essays. Students are doing that a lot. And it's capable of giving you a response based on the context and the tone of the conversation that you have used. It turns out that the real chat GPT has no downloads or apps. So I talk about application. That's not an app. The question often comes up, is it free? Yes, it is free right now. They're getting everyone to use it. It turns out more than 100 million users accessed it in the first two months. That is how popular this happens to be. You can get it to do all kinds of things. So, for example, you ask it to write a description of chat GPT as though you're a pirate. And it comes back and goes, well, matey, and it describes it perfectly, and it's in the language that a a pirate might use. And if you don't like what that is, you can actually say, well, now change this to make it sound like somebody else. So it's very interactive, not always correct. I watched a friend of mine use ChatGPT to write a thank you note to somebody in the form of a poem using iambic pentameter. They wrote the most beautiful poem and it took all of about 10 seconds. It was remarkable. A friend of mine is writing a book. The title I thought needed to be changed. And so he asked ChatGPT, which was better. He gave it two names. And I wish I had written so eloquently what this Mm -hmm. said back. It was amazing. So it's something for sure. It's something and you have to be careful with it because I know people have used it to write legal briefs and have found out that some of the sites are just dead wrong. It was almost like they made it up. So you do have to be careful how you use it because if you're using it for something serious that has to be taken seriously, you have to check the sources. Otherwise, you might be giving misinformation, wrong information. So let me ask you this. How do scammers use this? I'm sure they've, they're onto it, and I'm sure they have figured out ways to use it. Well, scammers are very busy, and yes, they are using it. But it's important to know that there are other language machine applications. I believe you talked about one on the show, and that was the voice deep fakes. Programs have face generators, so you can add the face. One that is legit is actually Dolly, D-A-L-L dash E. And that is an AI system that can create realistic images of art from a description in natural language. And by the way, it's named after its combination of Salvador Dali, the famous artist, and Pixar's Wally E, Wall-E. That's where they came up with Dali. But it is remarkable and it is presenting all kinds of problems. So you can say, 
paint a unique picture that uses Salvador Dali's techniques and Rembrandt's. And it will come up with whatever it comes up with. If somebody else happens to ask a question to one of these software programs, it's very likely that they will get a different answer. It depends how much information has been fed in there because every time people are working and and using it, I understand that it is updating and trying to learn more things. So that's another interesting feature. I mean, it's really almost hard to comprehend all of this. It really is. It's so science fiction almost. And how how are scammers using this? I'm sure they are. Well, they Oh, they definitely are. They're uh, generating ads with it, and um, it turns out that they're adding malware to it so that if you click on the link, then your computer gets infected. As a matter of fact, um, uh, Facebook, well, what is really called Meta, just in the month of May alone, uh, caught more than 1,000 false URL links addresses and blocked those. But you can't count on, you know, on everything being caught. So you have to be very careful. Also, the scammers are using it to create um, fake websites, mm. closely mimic chat GPT in this case, or, you know, whatever website that, that they, they want to mimic. They're asking it to uh, write convincing scam messages with perfect language and, you know, write a poem to a 45-year-old woman in the United States who loves photography and the outdoors. And it will instantly come back and give you something. Mm -hmm. And um, it turns out you can ask it questions. It'll give you information up to 100,000 characters, which is about 100 pages uh, double-spaced. Now, I'm guessing that they're using AI, artificial intelligence. Scammers are using artificial intelligence in romance scams. Is that true? So the scammers are not per se using the artificial intelligence. They're using these software programs like uh, ChatGPT. They have used artificial intelligence so that it's not just pre-programmed. It actually, it doesn't think it's not a human being. It just does comparative research with all of the information that is in there and predicts by the next word. So the ways that you can find out, the ways that you need to be concerned about is the uh, software will maybe use short sentences or maybe they'll reuse the information uh, more than once because it doesn't know what to say. Sometimes it creates content and it's eloquent, but it doesn't really say anything. So there's no substance. So you have to be careful. Would an AI program in, used in a romance scam, would it create dialogue that the scammer would use with the victim? Is that one of the things it might do? Yes. Honestly, in the future, they may program it and based and have that uh, program respond to the victim in this case. When things get better, you use that, that artificial intelligence, so to speak, that um, it can throw out more words one after the other. So, but it turns out that you can look for things. If it's too well written and has perfect grammar, be aware. And and remember, we used to say, if it's not spelled appropriately or improper grammar or just not worded right, then you know that it's probably from another country or somebody that, you know, isn't quite up to speed. Well, now we're saying with this technology, if it's too well written, and the punctuation is too good. It turns out I have talked to people in high school and in college, 
And um, they have actually been having ChatGPT write some of their papers. And um, But one of the things that the schools are thinking about is how do we limit this? We can for sure not have it used in the school computers that people are at home. Are you going to have students handwrite documents? So at least, you know, you know that they read something and changed it to their words or whatever. They're not really sure what to do with this. So, and also you have to look for things that are repetitive. If it doesn't sound right, then it probably isn't, but that's being refined. And like I said, if the content is too new, if it's something that just happened recently, then it's going to give you an answer. So if you asked who used Twitter to announce their presidency, that they're running for president, it's going to give you something. It may not be real, but it's going to look real. It's going to sound real. So you have to do your homework more now than ever. Also, the scammers are creating pop-ups, you know, ads, pop-ups, so that they get you to click on them so that you get sent over to their website. So you have to be really, really careful. Um, Probably one of the most challenging things is, is the information real? It can look scholarly. It doesn't mean it's real. You know, think about the debates that we've had all these years, for example, on cholesterol. Can you eat eggs? Can't you eat eggs? Well, that chat GPT, depending how you ask that question, is going to give it the best answer it can find out there on those 300 plus billion words. It doesn't mean it's true. Right. So let me ask you this. I'm just thinking, um, is it possible one day that romance scammers will simply use chat GPT? to have conversations with their romance scam victims so that you think you're talking to a human being, but you're actually talking to artificial intelligence? Is that possible? Yes, absolutely. Certainly possible. I mean, and it's advancing so quickly. And I believe when you talked about AI and the deep fake voices, you you can't tell the difference. So when you're uh, talking to somebody on the telephone, you can't always tell if it's a chat bot or it's a real person. Well, you can because then there's a hesitancy. And also, if you don't ask it the right thing, it, it won't give you an answer at all. This is just making everything so much more sophisticated. And it's really pretty scary. So, you know, one of the ways that they're using, the scammers are, are using this, another way is they're creating uh, fake, fake dating profiles. And with chat GPT, they can actually do not just one person at a time, because, you know, that takes a lot of time one-on-one. So they'll be able to do, you know, many, many more. And, you know, we've talked about it with romance scams. A lot of those are syndicates. Most often they're syndicates, the more sophisticated are. The person that you're talking to, even though they're scamming you, they're likely not making much money off of you. They're just you know, their job is to entertain you and, and get them, uh, get you to send them money. But uh, a lot of times these syndicates have psychologists. Now they're going to have AI experts. They're going to have the programmers and what have you. So, you know, it is, you know, really all changing. So, you know, the scammers can up their production and they can also lighten their, their, their workload and they're going to be more creative. And if you can go and ask a question of, I'll give you these uh, parameters and you can't ask too many things because if you ask too many things at once, it gets them all mixed up. So if you include too many people, for example, but you keep it to one um, and you put in all those things that you as the victim have given and, you know, I like this and I like that. And, 
oh, gee, I have a, a child that's sick or, or, you know, whatever it happens to be. They have all that information. And without AI, they've been able to keep you on the hook for sometimes months or years. So it's going to be even worse because this chat GPT and similar type software is, it's just taking, condensing the time it takes and making things worse. So wow. it can write love poems. It can, you know, find, write sympathetic stories, whatever it happens to be. Unbelievable. So another thing that you shared in your newsletter, the Federal Trade Commission has come up with eight favorite lies used by scammers in their romance scams. Can you tell, tell us what they are? Eight favorite lies. Yes. Okay. Like you say, it's from the FTC. So I'll read them from the most likely that you're going to hear. I or someone close to me is sick or hurt or in jail or I can teach you how to invest. The next is, oh, I'm in the military far away, or I need help with an important delivery. Next, we have, we never met, but let's talk about marriage. <laughs> and the last three are, I've come into some money or gold. Oh, and they want to share it with you. Or I'm on an oil rig or a ship. Well, that's because you don't know much about it and you can't, you don't think you can get to them. And the last one on their list is you can trust me with your private pictures. Oh my gosh. That's and a killer. I've, heard, I've yeah. heard all of those from many, many different victims. Well, it's good to know what they are. And it seems to be um, a pattern that scammers use. They're never available. They're always a businessman offshore and they can't get back home or they're a service. They're, they're in the service and they're stationed overseas. And so they can't see you in person. And there's always a problem with somebody in the family or they have problems with money, trying to get their money out of a foreign bank account, whatever it is there's a similarity to the stories that they seem to share. So it's good to know what the eight favorite lies are, because if you hear some of those from somebody that you've uh, developed a relationship with online, you should be on red alert. You are dealing with a scammer. And of course, the minute they ask you for money, just get rid of them. They are a scammer. So um, that's lots of good information, Judy. Scary information, but good information. It is good information. I have a little question for, for Judy. We talked about the deep, deep fake with the voices, uh, and I understand how that could fool someone so much, especially uh, the kidnapping scam. But I know that sometimes they use that same technology or similar to have fake videos. And so far, it's mostly been celebrities. But are they getting to the point where they can just take a video of an average person? I mean, most people have Facebook and YouTube and all kinds of things. Can they make it look like the person as well as just the voice? Absolutely. Are they already doing that? Yes. yes. So they're oh adding gosh. the picture. They're adding the voice that takes, you know, 15 seconds. You know, uh, the more voice they have, the better quality they get. But they can and it can look like they're speaking the, the mouth and everything. Yes, exactly. Oh, so, my goodness. you know, um, actually have a list of basics. And you've heard these before. It's for all scams. But, you know, trust your gut. And if it's too good to be true, it's likely a scam. Don't rush. If they're pushing you into making any type of decision, no matter what it is, huge red flag. 
and never send uh, gift cards or cryptocurrency or money to somebody that you don't know. If you have, and, and you think you know them, if you're talking to them for a long time, if you have not touched them, see. I hope you have to touch them nowadays. <laughs> yes. <so. laughs> Hopefully, that's not the next software program. So, you know, you need to you need to have them in your presence. And by the way, scammers and con artists have been around long before computers. So you could be involved with a scammer in person. It's not 100% sure you're not, but it's going to re reduce your problems significantly. And um, then I, I want you to always share your financial investments um, and your personal relationships with your family, your friends. The tax person, a lawyer, somebody, but you oftentimes just aren't interested in their opinion. You're not going to want their opinion if you've been scammed. I can tell you. So get it early and talk to somebody. These are interesting new conversations that are we're having, you know, at the coffee shop. It's it's just common. Um, also, don't click. Somebody wants you to click on something. It's probably a scam. Do your homework. Um, and never answer the phone if you don't know who it is. You know, you just don't want to be doing that. And I have people that still do that. But if you answer the phone and hang up right away because you think it's a scammer, your name goes to another list that says you are a person. You're going to go on more scammer lists. So don't do that. It's a sad world we live in where we can't answer our phone, but I have not answered my phone forever unless I recognize the name of the person that's calling. I figure if it's important, they'll leave me a message and they always seem to. So my doctor's office always leaves me a message. I don't have to worry about that. Exactly. And even then you have to be careful uh, because like you yeah. said, they could use a, a fake voice you know, generator or a face generator or deep fake for your voice. So you have to be careful. You have to pay attention to in the moment, what is the conversation? What is going on? Does it make sense? Is something a little off? I just got a text yesterday that said it was, talk to Larry D uh, on chat. Well, I know a Larry D and it's like, this is just weird. So I sent him a text. I actually made a copy of that, a screenshot. And I sent it to him and I said, did you send me this? And he said, no. And I said, well, you better warn your friends because, you know, this is a phishing scam. So you have to be careful. So it's just, you know, it used to be exciting. I remember when it was exciting getting mail and going through it. And then it got to be a burden. Well, it was exciting getting things from people uh, on Internet or, you know, however you get it. I mean, a text. But you have to be careful now. You just need to keep your world small and deal with people that you know. Yep. Very good advice, Judy, as always, and wonderful information. Thank you again. Yes, thank you, Judy. And uh, just it. a reminder to everybody, if you think you are being scammed, report it. Report it. Law enforcement, FBI, IC3.gov, or Federal Trade Commission, which is FTC.gov, Report, report, report. It can make a difference. Yes, and if you'd like to share your story on Scam Squad, if you've been scammed or nearly scammed, I know Vicki welcomes your call too. So could you give your phone hotline, Vicki? Absolutely, Patty. It's area code 805-568-2442, and that's 805-568-2442. I love to hear your stories. I hope the stories are going to have a happy ending and you weren't, you know, you didn't send any money. 
but I do want to know what is happening out there. So please call me and let me know. And it really helps others. You know, a real story is just so relatable rather than just telling people. Anyway, thank you both. That was a great show. Thank you, Judy. Thank you. Take care. Thanks, Patty. Thank you. Okay.